thinking I might want to open with this. Um, I'm a little worried about uh, Daisy Ridley. Oh, okay. Let me click on the link. I also have to look. I didn't look at my gaff. She's become oh. she's become a yellow daisy. And overcast. Episode twenty-seven of Up and Overcast. A week late. Two week, two weeks, two weeks of a certain gentleman. I <laughs> right, start over. <laughs> Episode twenty-seven of Up and Overcast. <laughs> two geeks of a certain age getting to know each other after twenty-five years of friendship. Spent mostly separated by most of what we hope can still be called the United States. I'm your friend, Scott Horn, and your other friend is William Cooper. Hello, I'm your friend. Your cheery podcast friend. Hmm. Don't come over to my house, though. I don't uh, <laughs> don't like you that much, and I won't help you move. But I am the sort of friend to, you know... I, I will. I might like something that you do on Facebook. How about that? No, that's that's all a fan can hope for. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, overview, follow up, <laughs> <laughs> and the energy is up. Um, <laughs> uh, it's overview. Uh, that'll hold the little um, bastards for another week. Yeah. What are we? Uh, what do we got here? Well, um, I've been saying this phrase uh, regularly the past uh, week or so in relation to our new murder van Mark II. As I find mm-hmm. little little things, little issues with it, uh, you will frequently hear me say, well, this worked on my old van. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just Ooh. some stupid little things that, that, you know, every vehicle's different, I guess, and uh this one starting from the least important to potentially an issue but um there's the little vanity lights that you can turn on and off in the upper console between the driver and passenger seat mm-hmm. and the one on the passenger side would not work and i was like oh, i'm sure that's just a light bulb right i spent about two hours going to about six different auto parts stores with this bulb. Ooh. I just need one of these. And they're like, they've never seen this before. And I resorted to eventually searching for it online, finding it on Napa, the Napa auto parts stores website, going into a Napa store and still getting an argument that they've never seen this. They don't know what this is. And they finally go back and look, and they found a box of them. Wow! And told me, "Well, I don't know why this bulb was so weird." But it, I, I mean, it's not like you have a rare vehicle or anything. No, no, this you know? is, yeah, probably huh. the most See, popular, one of the popular family, most popular family vehicles of the last twenty, twenty-five years. Right. Right. And I guess these bulbs aren't supposed to burn out. That's why nobody has them. Huh. But this one had 
not only burned out, but it had cooked itself. It was fried black. Ooh. So. I've done that to my toast. Well, I haven't fried it. Maybe I should right. maybe I should stop frying my toast. Um yeah. Wow. So and one of the other th- things we found out was when we started using the air conditioner, when you first turn it on, the um Aroma you get out of the HVAC system there at, when it mm-hmm. first starts up suggests this may have been a smoker's vehicle. Ah. Which we did I not see. notice before. So I've got that to work on. And the how probably. Do you, go ahead. What do you do with that? How do you. How do you. Well. Um, clean that out. Well, normally you would replace the cabin air filter. Usually you know, many cars made in recent decades have a air filter for the cabin as well as an air filter for the engine intake. Oh, okay. And uh, I looked it up and uh, saw a video, showed me exactly where it was. And so I bought one and went home and went to put it in. And where there is one, I don't have one. <laughs> There's no filter at There's at no filter all? at all, no. Uh-huh. Um, so, and no place to put it. Um and it turns out that that was something they started cheaping out on over the years, and we were only putting in higher and higher end versions of the vehicle. <laughs> and my, the year that mine was made, they did not put it in this trim level. So, oh god. So now there's some enzymatic chemicals that you can spray into the air intake while the uh, thing's okay. running to get in there and eat up all this the mold and dust and whatever and so i've purchased that product but it takes a day or so to do properly so that and then you got to let the car sit sealed up for a while and then you got to air it out for a while Mm -hmm. and then hopefully that takes care of it well again chemistry comes Mm -hmm. to the rescue wow that's disgusting though i uh, (laughs) can't imagine it's not real bad and it only lasts for about a minute and then yeah Either you get used to it or it's it abates. I mean, I don't I don't like the smell of smoke, but there there's nothing the thing worse than smoke is like mm-hmm. decade old smoke mm-hmm. that's just mm-hmm. rotted away whatever it uh had touched. Right. Um, right. It's terrible. Wow, okay. Yeah. So Murder so, Van Mark Two is uh got some wiring some little some, issues that we're working through. Yeah, some issues. And uh, one of the tires um, is has a slow leak. So every <laughs> two or three days, I got to put like 10 pounds of pressure in one of the tires. Uh, great. And I can't find any evidence of there being an issue with the tire, so I'm afraid it's probably something up with the rim. Um, aluminum rims can get dented and pitted and form mm. a bad seal with the tire, uh-huh. and that may be the situation. Wow, so so you're not you really you're not really are you driving this thing around or oh yeah is yeah. it uh, okay? Uh, I drove it pretty much exclusively for a week and a half um, while I was letting the Subaru catch up on its uh, lease mileage. Aha, uh-huh. and uh, uh, yeah, it's great. Otherwise, um, it could I think it could use some rear shocks. Maybe it's a little floaty. You know how a, <laughs> how an old seventies giant car would go over a bump and then just keep undulating like waves. <laughs> yeah, right. It's got a little bit of that happening in the rear end, right? Um, 
Uh, so do, well, I mean, we all do have, have yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, as we get older, a little undulating in my mm-hmm. rear end. Yeah, that's uh, that's less than a less quick than I hoped for update on. Uh, well, <laughs> murder van. Mark that's two. the theme. That's the theme of our podcast. Is <laughs> you know why use one word when you can use five thousand? Mm. Um, well, I have a a a little bit of a a story here, just a a quick one. Um, we uh. Here in Seattle, uh, it is the time of year where the the crows nest and have uh, little baby crows. So normally there are these little areas of the city where if you start walking down the street, a crow will call at you very angrily because you are walking down the street near uh, its nest and it will swoop down on you and thwack you on the head. Mm. Actually make physical contact. Actually make physical Mm -hmm. contact. And uh, there is uh, a crow that's nesting uh, someplace near our apartment complex, so near that uh, people who try to come to our door to uh, to visit us uh, get thwacked on the head. <laughs> mm. So this crow is parole- patrolling or paroling mm. um, the the perimeter of our apartment complex and will dive bomb anyone on either side of the street and uh, dive bomb me the other day when I was just checking in my mail and I had to had to have words. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's whatever. It's your nest. And when he dive bombed me, I'm like, Hey, look, yeah, listen, I am a big giant mammal. Yeah. I live here. <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> so it's, it's been kind of fun sitting and watching other people get dive bombed because you know <laughs> you get the the comical like they're walking down the street listing whatever they're doing and then whack and they're like what the what happened what was that and they look around there's nothing there and they walk a little further and whack what happened so uh yeah yeah so that's uh that's what's been going on my in my overview i called that crows be illin so how do you uh how do you counter that really? I mean, what would what apparatus or mechanism or you just have to wait, and that's the that's the bad thing. The thing about crows is they will remember you. So if you piss them off too much, uh, they will remember you next year, <laughs> and the year after, and the year after. So right. Well, there must be some defensive thing that can, I, is there some kind of a cage one could wear around their head <laughs> maybe i i've gotten just so good that i it, there's usually a, a few cause as soon as you hear the cause stop you just duck mm-hmm. and the crow's like whoa good play <laughs> um that's about the only thing i mean i i suppose you could wear a hat throwing your arms up in the air doesn't that might work, <laughs> but then anyway. you're just walking down the street going, and then you might, well, you know. if the birds are going to be wacky, why can't you be? That's true. That's true. Now I have, you know, some uh, authorities called on me maybe, but uh, yeah, they just, and they don't, they don't, you know, they don't care. They've, they've thwacked kids and they've thwacked dogs. They just, anything that, anything at all mm-hmm. that just walks around, so. That's kind of what's been going on here, but it, like I said, it's it's very unusual this year in that um, I think 
they're nesting in our gutters or in our tree nearby or something because uh, they do not, they want us to move out pretty much. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, no. while we're raising our kids, could you guys just, you know, go to a hotel or something? <laughs> and how, what's the gestation time frame here? Six weeks? Are we? Is it... I think it's very short, mm-hmm. as I remember it. I, I think it's just a couple of weeks. And then um, I think it's just it, while the babies are growing up to the point where they can't fly, or I don't know what the, I'm not sure what the whole crow deal is there, but uh, it's not very long. So. All right. Yep, they'll calm down soon. But that's uh that's that's kind of my uh my update on what's going on here. Um So yeah, we uh we're a week late on this one. We are. We are a week late. We're intentionally a week late. Do you want to mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we, Tuesdays is the night we record this and uh mm-hmm. Tuesdays was a uh Tuesday of last week was uh, about 24 hours. After a major tragedy and just the, felt so icky, you know, I didn't, uh, and I think I texted you first and suggested maybe we don't try to do this tonight. <laughs> Give yeah. this a week to, uh, you know, settle down in, in people's emotions and. Uh, yeah. And I, I was feeling the same way. It just, it just didn't seem. Nothing really seemed very funny, and uh, it all of the stuff that we talk about just seemed so trivial that uh, right. And, and, like, and at the same time, the topic itself is something, especially so soon after when it's so yeah. raw. I, I don't. Um, I'm a little too guarded to uh, try to unpack in, yeah. in a public yeah, yeah. forum. Right. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And uh, we don't really plan to unpack it tonight either. We're just no. <laughs> explaining where we're, we were. Like, we're just going to put that late. put that package back on the shelf, and we're just going to move right on. Yeah. We were talking about uh, this next thing a little bit uh, before the show proper started, but uh, mm-hmm. I've been uh, following uh, Daisy Ridley on uh, on Instagram. She apparently doesn't do the Twitter thing, but she does the Instagram thing. And usually it's full of her doing these amazing workouts where she's she's like bench pressing 200 pounds and uh, doing oh, wow. these um, medicine ball exercises and just really pushing it in cardio and in you know, weight training stuff. And little, wow. little two-minute videos that she does interspersed with um, little backstage things when she's at shows and whatnot. But uh, she posted one about four days ago uh, that we're going to put this in the show notes. Um, and hopefully this is resolved by now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you watched it. Uh, you want to describe uh, what Daisy did to herself there and then kind of hasn't talked to any, well, put anything yeah. else up since. Uh, been in four it looked days like, now. Yeah, it looks like she was trying to do some kind of a, a, a facial uh, uh natural herbal facial i can't remember what she was uh turmeric turmeric and uh the video is her with her face covered in in yellow this very pasty, bright yellow yeah pasty ye- yellow yellow turmeric poultice <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh she dyed her 
accidentally dyed her hands yellow just by handling it. So uh, she had a Star Wars shoot the next day, and uh, her face is covered in this yellow paste. Right. And, uh, yeah, she, um, I guess she texted afterward in within that posting that, oh, my God, my face is yellow. <laughs> right. But she hasn't shared <laughs> any imagery of that. Um. So yeah, the, stuff like that happens in the in the and it's a it's a great way to hook me into following somebody because it's now it's like a it's like a soap opera, you know what'll happen to Daisy next, you know, <laughs> right? And I worry wow. about her now. <laughs> it's like I was looking for some uh, I was looking for some updates, and uh, this the story is all over the Daily Mail. Yeah, it's and and the, yeah, the articles have appeared like yesterday and today, but they're referencing the four day old event, and they yeah. have no other information. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, she's okay, or else they're yeah. Who knows? Maybe into... she's in. You know, they had to send her to some strange doctor in Costa Rica to <laughs> have <laughs> yeah. a skin graft done or something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's no update. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. Maybe maybe it'll show up on you know Star Wars. It'll just be a few scenes where you're like, is is her face yellower than normal? <laughs> or no, it's just the desert sand. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess we'll have to follow up on this one. Yeah, we'll uh, circle back. Yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna turn this podcast into a Daisy Ridley um, podcast. So Daisy all of you Ridley, Daisy Ridley news. Yes, because I just followed her on Instagram right now. That that easy. <laughs> One click and you're done. Yeah, those kids today, man, they know everything. Well, let's try doing our topic today. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's sure. just see. Let's give, give it a whirl. See. I mean, it, okay. I know we're, we're we're rusty on this. Yeah, you know, I a know. whole week and a, I'm back to square zero. We have topics. Wow, let's let's see what they that's are. New. All right. The word of the week returns. Oh, this nice. is <laughs> this is our new beyond the porch. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll go ahead and, and and announce our word for this week. Our word this week is conscience, as mm. in having a conscience, as oh. opposed to being. Conscient. Conscient? Conscient. Conscious. Conscious. <laughs> this is conscience. Yes. The, I, the idea of moving through the world in service to everybody around you, having mm-hmm. a conscience about that oh. you're part of all of this that's going on and all the other humans you come across are not simply obstacles so do we have five hours for this because <laughs> yeah, that's where how long do you I even could, start that's how long i could talk this is probably the topic of conversation that i rant about the most and that i think about the most as i go about the world because i i don't know about you i get the impression that you're similar when i'm out among my species, I'm trying to be either 
as useful to them as possible or as unobtrusive to them as possible or some combination of those things. Yes, absolutely. Um, because that's what makes me feel good when I'm done with my things. Mm-hmm. Um, and guess and guess what? Other people aren't like that. <laughs> there are, seem to be a fair number of people who are not like that, who they're out right. to get as much as they can, as quickly as they can, without any regard for how that affects the day of the people they are around. Yes, yes, yes. So do you have any uh, examples of things that... Uh, yeah, probably that my really get you. Yeah, probably the one that gets me the most and I have a I have a whole conspiracy theory around what's happening oh. as a result of this thing. Okay. You know how in front of any establishment that has parking um beyond a certain size if there's more than say eight parking spaces a certain percentage of those parking spaces have to be earmarked for handicap use. Mm -hmm. meaning yes. they're the ones nearest the door with maybe some extra width so that people with disabilities, physical disabilities, walking, who need aids to walk, I think that what I would define handicap as meaning, mm -hmm. or their drivers can park there and that person who's handicapped is less inconvenienced to get into the store because they have less distance to go. Yes. Yes, that's it. that is how that is supposed to work. And how this is policed is people have to get a handicap tag or license plate. Mhm. Mm and this earmarks their vehicle as one that is allowed to be in the spot. It seems a lot of people have figured out that that's all they need. Right. The tag equals a pass to park in the handicap spot. Right. And I'm pretty sure that's not the case. I'm pretty sure the other thing that's required is for somebody in that vehicle to be <laughs> handicapped. Yeah. And <laughs> I have seen an explosion of stores, of, of, of handicapped spaces in front of stores over the years. And here's what I believe is happening. People have a grandma who can't walk. So they go down to the BMV and they get one of these handicapped things because they drove her to the hospital once. Mm -hmm. Right. Then they use that for the rest of their natural lives to park in <laughs> handicapped spaces. Yeah. Everybody starts doing this. The government notices, hey, man, there's so many more handicapped people than we thought. We're going to have to change the rules for parking spaces so that there's a lot more handicapped spaces. Right. And that makes everybody who doesn't have a handicap tag have to park farther and farther away. So they get on the game too. <laughs> I want one of these close spots. I'm going to go get one of those tags. And they come up with a scam to get one. They get one and the, the numbers go up again. And the government goes, oh my God, there's like 25% <laughs> of the drivers on the road are handicapped. <laughs> and it, if you were to sit there and I still haven't done this, but I have a, an idea in my head to go sit and park at one of my, one of the stores that has one of these large giant areas of handicap and count how many handicapped people actually make use of those spaces. Yeah. And I'll I bet it's that, less than 5%. I'm, I'm sure. Eventually all the parking lots will just be handicapped spaces. It'll be the whole parking lot. There'll be like one row in the back. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. And I'm just now, I'm just sure that this kind of escalation is going on because they're just basing mm-hmm. the policy on how many tags, handicap tags they gave out, not how many handicap vehicles there are. You know, people are, yeah. there are going places in vehicles. Yeah, and the, and this is the, the a perfect category of things that you you can't uh, enforce this because they have a tag. That's the only thing you can enforce. That the well, only, but is know? that? And I don't know, but I I assume that if the law is not only do you have to have to have the tag, you have to have a handicapped person in the vehicle. Mm-hmm. That if the police were to want to set up a sting operation, they could do right. so because a law is being broken. Yes, I yes. think. Right, um, and I I don't know if that's I I don't know if it's just the tag or whether you have to prove. You know, if a police walked up to you and said, "Hey, you're you're parking there. You're not handicapped. I mean, would you?" Yeah. I think it's one of those things. It's hard, so it's hard to enforce because you'd have mm-hmm. to set up some sting operation. It's definitely harder than just going and it's around. A, and it's a total judgment call. So somebody's yep. being a bit of a judge and jury there. So, yeah. Well, that guy's old and probably fought in a war and has metal in his knee. So although he doesn't actually need a walker, he walks slowly, and we're giving him a pass. Yeah. Right. But the asshole in the Porsche or the BMW who zips into the space, jumps out of his car puts out a cigarette and runs into the store. Yeah. I think it's a pretty clear cut case. He's abusing. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right. And I, I think it is one of those things that, that you have to get, you get caught doing it by a police officer. So people are like, Oh, they'll never catch me. I'm just going to be a horrible human being. Right. And, because... it's, and that's what irritates. It's the brazenness of it. Yeah. It's like, and you can see them if, if you look at them and I do occasionally, look at them longer than I would look at a norm at a person mm-hmm. normally to see yeah. if they notice that they've been noticed. I just want yes. to catch their eye and communicate. I, I see you. Yeah. But they probably don't care. <laughs> They're the pretty indignant about it. Yeah. Have, have you, how have dare you... I see them is, uh-huh. is, is the yeah. general reaction. Yeah. Now that kind of stuff drives me nuts. I mean, it it, it really does, and uh, that's that's a that's a great example of uh, of people. I think it's just a lot more heinous example than even the ones that that bother me. That's a really good one. Yeah, it's pretty um, solid. Yeah, it is. I'm um. Some of the things that really get me are they're a little m- more minor, but they still just annoy me and. Briefly, two things that really bug me. The first is people who use the men's restroom stall and leave a large gift for everyone else mm. and don't fl- don't flush. Mm. How many times have I walked in like, oh, thank you, that's awesome. I don't want to see that. What did you leave that for the rest <laughs> of us? It's, All you need. <laughs> how much work would it possibly have been? Right. What did no you work save? at all. Yeah. Or did happens. or did they actively want to irritate the next person? Was right. it more and, than just a passive thing? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's galling, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because I can't figure out what is it. Just do, do they just at home? They just never flush. I, I just don't understand what is it. 
is it is it that just willful that they are doing this to irritate someone else? Is it some kind of else, statement or? about that they don't feel the bathroom was up to their standards, <laughs> right. so they're going to make it even less up to the next person's yeah. standards? Is it some sort of, right? It is some sort of protest action. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm marking my territory. <laughs> Speaking of marking territory, here's the thing I see a lot in the restrooms. Um that have three stalls. Uh-huh. That's a pretty common arrangement, three stalls yes. in a row. Yep, yep. Now, if you're walking into a a, a, a men's room that has three stalls, mm-hmm. I guess this would apply to the ladies' room or the family bathroom, family too, restroom. if it has yes. three stalls. You yeah. walk in and none of them are occupied. Which one do you go in? Now, that's an interesting question. <clears throat> okay, because I think the the um, sociopath goes mm-hmm. in the middle one because yes. he knows that nobody wants to be in the next stall to somebody else who's already in one. Yes. So by taking the middle one, nobody else will 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 t- use a stall while he's in right. there. Yes. Whereas the more conscientious person, who also still honestly doesn't want to be in a stall next to somebody will go to the one, one of the ones on the end. Right. So that there's a buffer stall for the next guy who comes in. Right. Now I, the in, interesting thing, and I'm going to bring up Mythbusters again. They uh, did this study where they found that the first stall is always the cleanest because people think it's the dirtiest. Mm. But I never go in the first stall because I like to be as far away mm-hmm. from the sinks and the doors and other people as possible. And I think that's a common thought too. I think it also plays into that. So that mm-hmm. So into the third stall I go and the so this is another this another toilet placement thing. How many times have, I, have there been three stalls? I've been in the third stall and someone's come into the second one. And I'm like, "Hey, hey the buffer stall. <laughs> that's the buffer stall. You have to leave a buffer stall." <laughs> And maybe they're just le- much less insecure than we are. Uh, maybe I mean, it could be us. It's it's not yeah. inconceivable. Yeah, I I I guess, but uh, it just feels creepy. Mm-hmm. I've I've been in the movies too, where there have been plenty of en- empty seats and someone has sat next to me, and I've been like, hey, <laughs> um, you know, we're all spread out here, man. Right. <laughs> Start wrestling over the armrest. Yeah, like don't you don't need to sit here. Um, mm. So that's one of the things that that bugs me. The other little thing that bugs me are shopping carts that people just put their groceries in the car and then they just leave the cart to do whatever it's going to do in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Fly, be free. Yeah, wherever it's going to go, it's just going to go. It's like a, you're on your own now. Mm-hmm. And I'm the guy who takes the cart that everyone else left behind and puts it back. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I do it I, all the time. Yeah, I've been known to grab one in the wild from the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's free ro- free ranging. <laughs> free ranging. And just shopping use cart. that as my shopping cart. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. So I just don't it's like it's these the the corrals are in the are in the shopping mm-hmm. Lots. They're right there. Mm-hmm. You just have to walk a few feet and you put them in the corral and everyone's happy. Yeah, well, I got a life hack for you. Oh, yeah? Park right next to it. Oh, that's good. 
So yeah. when you come back with your cart, corral's right there. Yeah, see? And you might have to walk a little farther to get in, but that's okay. Yeah. You're not handicapped. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Yeah, there are so many things like that that, uh, yeah, I and, oh man, I just just feel my blood <laughs> boiling because I just don't understand it. I, I, I'm like you. I'm exactly like you. I just feel like our duty as human beings on a very crowded planet is to just, you know, not make an impact on other people's lives if you don't have to. Or if you're going to make one, make it a positive one. Yeah, make a positive one. You know, just be positive or or just, you know, be just non-existent in your impact on people. And I, then everyone's happy. Everyone has a good life. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So you, you had something else here. Yeah, um, this one is, is more of a, I just don't understand uh, the the logic or reverse logic that's going on. This is another traffic-related driving related thing mm-hmm. um you know traffic lights uh, in busy places are coordinated and they also try and with the traffic timing to set it up so that a light doesn't turn green when there's no reason for it to because there's nothing there so why would you make opposing traffic stop right right um and they do this by putting sensors in the road that let the system know when there's a car at a certain location near the intersection. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they put them way up front, right where the first car in the, in at the white line would be. Sometimes they put them where the second car would be. Right. Sometimes they span two or three cars worth, Mm -hmm. but they're usually pretty clearly marked. You can see the little rectangle or square as you're driving up to the light. Right. What I'm experiencing more and more often is people who refuse under any circumstance to park over the sensor. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they think that's exactly what they want me to do. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, it is what we want you to do. So we know you're there so we can turn the light green for you. <laughs> yeah, right. And they're thinking, oh, if I if somehow they're thinking, if I trigger this, they'll know I'm here and they'll make me wait longer. Like the purpose of the light is to make them wait longer. <laughs> and they think they're gaming the system by not going over the sensor. Yeah. I've seen this too. And Drives I don't know. Drives me petty. I know I've, I've seen this too. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand it either. And all I want to do is get out of my car and say, just move. Could you just move? A little bit. Could I step on the sensor? Because we could all go there. We could all go. We could all have a great life. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen this too. <laughs> so I'll I'll give you I'll give you um uh another another driving thing. Two of them. They're related. The first are people who come to a four way stop and just stop and go. There are other cars waiting, and they're like, oh, stop. Now it's time for me to go. And it's like, no, it's not your turn. There are other people. You go, that person's turn. That That's the person who's that. And it, you can ask my wife. It's the thing that I'm like, now you go. No, no, not you. I will do this in the car. I stop you're and like, I'm like. Yeah, you, you're helping to instruct everybody. <laughs> being useful. You go, yeah, not you. What are you doing? You just stopped and now you're going. And we're all waiting. 
and then someone ra- almost ran into you and you glare. It's like it's figure that out. So that that drives me nuts. And then the other thing around here, we have these roundabouts, and you have you go, um, I guess counterclockwise around them. So if you are coming down a street straight and you want to make a left turn, you have to go all, all the way around the roundabout. Of course, you left do. turn. And so many people just go shoop, make a left turn. Oh, make the little cut. Yeah, little cut. Well, I think the reason they think they can get away with that is, in my experience, in, in the area right where you are, the roundabouts are very tight. They are tight. Yes. It's like a you know twenty four foot circle. It's not yeah. a big thing. If they're a little bigger, they would feel reticent to commit themselves to being in opposing traffic's lane for yeah, that for re- amount of time. But seeing they can see it, it's literally well, it's just fifty feet. I can, nah, I'll be fine. Yeah. But even if someone's coming around that curve, they're like, oh, it's like, you don't. <laughs> right. And it's just, it's just getting what I want now. If I do this, I right. get what I want now. Right. Right. This, and they're, they're thwarting the system. They're fighting mm-hmm. back against the man who yeah. wants them to slow down and go around the roundabout. The reason the roundabout's there is to keep people from going fast. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I, 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 we don't get a lot of that four-way stop problem in my experience where I'm at. People seem to know the rule and have, to the most part, all everybody seems to agree that that's the best for everybody if we just do that properly. If two people arrive at the same time, the guy, the rightmost person goes next, goes first, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Um, and I don't know if those rules are universally taught uh, or even if they're universal rules, but um, they work pretty well. That is one thing that works pretty well around here. Yeah, I I didn't I I didn't experience it until I moved, and and I don't know whether I just think people are confused, and it. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand. <laughs> it's like the simplest thing in the world. If, if you see there are two cars that are stopped, and and you're coming. You're, yeah, you're, you're just arriving. You don't you're get to go arriving. till they're gone. Yeah, you, they go. It's their turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, I've only seen it around here, and uh, it just flummoxes me. And um, I think it, my wife's tired of it because I I do this passive aggressive. No, you go. No, of course, yeah, just go right ahead. Yep, just self-driving car is going to solve all this. <laughs> yeah, have a nice life. Now it's my turn. No, what are you doing? Okay. Okay, fine. I'm going to go now. Here I go, everybody. And you know, mm. they're probably going to screw all that. They have screwed that up here. It's probably going to start seeping into the uh, culture. Um, several of the malls around here, when you pull into their access road and you get to where you have to make a turn to go towards one store or another, mm-hmm. the inbound traffic from the main road doesn't have a stop sign but everybody else does. Oh. Screws it all up. <laughs> wow. Because some malls are that way and some are not, where they're, they're, everybody has to stop. And so the confusion comes in. People, oh, is this one of the ones where I'm, because if they do it wrong, they're going to get beeped at yeah, no matter what. If they, T-bone. If they, if they glide yeah. through when they're supposed to stop, they're going to get beeped at. If they dare stop where there's no stop sign, oh my God. Yeah, that's like is, you've just hurts. committed 
you know, third degree murder. You're, yeah. You're the horriblest person. You made yeah. a guy stop when he didn't have to. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's here too. It's, it's even, it's kind of, kind of better. And it's the worst thing you can do here is stop when you're not supposed to stop because then you will. <laughs> yep. End of the land the horns. Yeah. <laughs> if you are a little, con- if you stop and you're like, do I, should I stop here? It's like, it's like, oh, okay. All right. All right. So what yeah. is it we're asking for here, William? We've complained a lot. We have. I, I think uh, we're good at bitching. We're, we're mm-hmm. quality we bitchers. Are. I just think really go around, go about that when you leave the house, just, you know, be mindful of what you're doing and how, you know, if it takes you five seconds longer in your day to do something that's going to make life easier for everyone who comes by. Do it. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, I. It's not a huge effort. Any of these things are not tremendously, you know, time-consuming. They're just these little teeny things that you're like, you, and you think, would I like it if the person who comes in uh, after me uh, looks at uh, the remains of my taco dinner? No. Mm. I'm gonna take care of that. You know. <laughs> right. Would, uh, you know, would, would, would I like it if, if, if some, well, how would I feel if, you know, uh, some handicapped person came to park and there wasn't a parking spot and I'd taken their spot when there's just one over here, mm-hmm. you know, it's just that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I think we're basically just saying, um, giving is not, is not losing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah. You're not a sucker. If. If you help out. Yeah. Yeah, you're not at all. In fact, you feel good about yourself. Now, no one's going to come around and say, mm-hmm. hey, thanks for helping out. Right. But you don't, you know, you also don't need that. You can just feel mm-hmm. good that you've actually done something that, mm-hmm. you know, made someone's life better. Mm-hmm. Or you at least were invisible to them. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm right with you. All right. Well, I think we can roll this forward to our little music section here. All right. Let's do so. Music in rear view. This week, we're back to old records. Oh, good. Not a commercial record. A record from a real band. Oh, um, what? band I've heard of and never because of the lineage of all the members in it. It's one of these classic 60s, 70s bands, the band Traffic. And um, featuring, if you look on their Wikipedia page, which we've got linked in our show notes here, uh, there's been about 67 members of the band Traffic <laughs> in the in the very short five-year span they were operating. <laughs> um, but pretty much the linchpin guy is Steve Winwood. Yes. And I knew nothing about this band, even though I've, I've heard the name Traffic and I knew Steve Winwood was in Traffic. My concept of Steve Winwood is the solo hits he had on MTV in the mid-80s. Yeah, right. I think um, that's how most of us in this generation were kind of introduced to him. Right. And so I was uh, rifling through a bin of records at uh, Goodwill with my son the other day and uh, came across this record that the cover was just so cool. It's uh, just these two pimp suits with 
that appear to not have a b- bodies in them. Oh. And they're like floating in space. What's it? What's it? What's is the band called? Uh, Empty okay. Pimp Suit? What's the, what's the <laughs> well, that's called? what I'm calling the, the album. I'm calling the album Empty Pimp Suits. I see. Um, because the actual name of it is is, is a little sad in in in, ref, in, in regards oh. to our recent reason we didn't do a show. The actual name of the album is Shootout at the Fantasy Factory. Oh, yeah, that's not good at So all. I'm just going to call it Empty Pimp Suits. Okay. Um, the record Empty <laughs> Pimp Suits came out in uh, 1973 on Island Records. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do you know about traffic? What, do you know, what kind of music do you think they do? You know, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I'm, I don't have any reference to this band, even though I've heard about them for forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a very famous band. Right, and I guess I, I thought they were very much a blues band. Yeah, I would think that. Yeah, something blues or or funk or something maybe. Yeah, and and the cover kind of made me think funky. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's listen to the. Uh, there's only five tracks on this thing, but the the first song on the second side is called "Evening Blue." Let me play a little bit of this, and then let's talk about what genre we think this is. Okay. Sitting all alone by the fireside Listen to the wind in the chimney top Haven't slept for days and I'm still wide-eyed Try not to think but my mind won't stop Evening shadows making my heart sing down with the setting sun. Evening Blue. Yeah. Is it? I don't know what that would be. It's kind of bluesy, isn't it? Yeah, but it's really slow. It's almost like chill. It's almost like Mm -hmm. chill music, almost like jam band music. I'm thinking like Uh I'm thinking a little bit like a contemporary band would be like Fish or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. And this one in particular, especially the way it starts, it, to me it sounds like Stairway to Heaven meets Rivendell. <laughs> yeah, I it it's that's really funny that you would say that. Maybe it's Rivendell that's hitting this in uh-huh. my head. I guess it is because as I was listening to this, 
I kept thinking about like, this belongs in The Hobbit. I don't know why I think that. <laughs> right, right. So you, you're getting a bit of, it, a, yeah. of a Led Zeppelin vibe. Yeah. A bit of a Led Zeppelin vibe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there are sections of this that are very, very long and are jam band-ish. Um, but I think the two that I've picked to play here are both um, more standard song format songs. Mm-hmm. But um, they seem to be really depressing, which I guess are down down mood, <laughs> which uh, fits, uh, but also um, was not what I was expecting. Yeah, at all. No, and my me neither. Yeah. Um. This and this next track, I'm not making this up, is called "Sometimes I Feel Un- Uninspired." <laughs> okay. It sounds like this. Sometimes I feel so uninspired. Sometimes I feel like giving up. Sometimes I feel so very tired. Sometimes I feel like I've had enough Sometimes you feel like you've been hired Sometimes you feel like you've been bought Sometimes you feel like your room's been wired Sometimes you feel like you've been caught But don't let it get you Wow, and that, and to me, that has a slight uh, Peter Gabriel and Genesis feel to it as well. Ah, huh. yeah, I, I guess I can hear that, it, it, mm-hmm. but I also feel it's definitely more in a, in a jazz, yeah, kind of feel. Huh. I yeah, that's really interesting. I just do they do? Is there anything on on the on this album that's more upbeat, or is this the kind of what they? Uh, what they do uh it builds um uh, mm. into something you know the tempo really doesn't increase but it, that particular song just it's seven and a half minutes long and uh just builds into a jam thing and oh, sometimes you know where every in every instrument gets to noodle for a little bit mm-hmm. and then it kind of winds down and then it decides no nah, let's go for another three minutes <laughs> 
Yeah. So there's only lyrics. There's like two verses of lyrics, and then the rest of it is all jam band. How interesting. I'm sure, you know, there may be people listening um, who know traffic and are like, well, duh. <laughs> that, that's but, their uh, thing, guys. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little surprised. I actually, uh, actually like that stuff. That's pretty... Uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty soulful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that second one. Um, um, I'm liking it now that I've heard it a couple times. Mm. Um, there's a, a song on there called Tragic Magic. And my notes for that song were, <laughs> it, to me it sounded like, and I put this in air quotes, Jazz Odyssey. <laughs> it's like, uh, this is Derek Smalls on the bass. He wrote this. <laughs> Tragic Magic, that's what the thing it's called? That's the name of the song, yeah. Wow. One of the songs. You, wow. I have to listen to that, too. So Steve Winwood is still uh, around doing stuff, it looks like, too. I'm not surprised. I can see yeah. him doing the summer tour circuit and whatnot. And yeah, he's still still around, still kicking around. Steve Winwood. What? Uh... Oh, okay. Back in the high life. Okay, see, now we're... Yeah, that's the... One of his hits from the 80s. Yeah. Along with yeah, Higher yeah. Love. Right, Higher Love. Huh, interesting. I Which always wonder... a video with, the, I think, the cutest human I've ever seen in my life was in, in this. I was in video. it? No. Oh. Who was back in the high life? Who was in that video? Oh, here oh, is I the don't, video. I, I don't know who it was. It was just a, a dancer. Um. Oh, I see. But I just was... Thought, wow, well, that's the cutest person I've ever seen in my life. And you see her for like <laughs> three or four seconds at a time, six or seven times. Yeah. And, the 80s uh, were full of that. Yeah. That's the thing about, you know, when you watch videos on MTV and stuff, you, you could, n- could never figure out or find out who those people were. You were like, well, I'll never see her again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to yap forever. But uh yes you do. I Come do. on, let yourself go. <laughs> I always find it interesting when people leave bands and do solo careers and their solo music is very different than the band. That's always interesting to me cuz I'm I I always think is this what you always wanted to do but you the band really didn't fit or did you just want to try something new and Well, I think it's great when that's it. I think the tragedy is when they go solo and it sounds just like the the band. They yeah, were in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what's the point? Why did yeah. Why did you do this? I guess that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's why you go solo because you're like I'm. I need to stretch out and do other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. Well, let's not go solo on this podcast. Let's no. Just, uh... We don't need two of these, and we <laughs> no. My Nobody God, no. That. No way. So before we wrap up, why don't you let folks know how they can contact us, where they can okay. find our show notes, right. things of that nature. Well, show notes for Up and Overcast can be found at, amazingly enough, upandovercast.com. Uh, or you can go to Facebook and look for us on Facebook, Up and Overcast. Or you can email us at podcast at upandovercast.com. And please do. Please. We look forward to your letters. Yeah. We're hoping maybe, you know, I was hoping maybe people would email when we had that week off um, to ask 
everything mm-hmm. was all right. But uh, they kept a respectful silence. I think they did. Maybe they, could, maybe they could sense that we good, needed it. Yeah. Good, 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 right, good folks. Point. Good, good point. folks. Our listeners. Yeah. So, William, uh, in reference to our topics this evening, yes, I have a sentence for you. I'd like you to to finish. Mm-hmm. The sentence starts with. You're just like. You're just like Crosstown Traffic, but please stop at the four-way and let the other person go. And if you go around the roundabout, make sure you go the long way around the roundabout. Also, don't speed too much. Just kind of have a nice, safe, safe, nice day out there. Wow. And now my hands are dyed yellow and I have film in tomorrow because you can hear the most annoying yellow of the morning. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And it's not Minions 2, it is Star Wars Episode 8. So um, I'll keep you posted, everyone, because this could either be a really bad thing or a really good thing. And I'm going to say it's a good thing. She doesn't seem very sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love the ending of that.